You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, May 28, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We'll be joined in just one minute by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. A little house cleaning here. We have a 75% off premium membership sale going right now. It's going for the next two days. Get on there and subscribe. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes, please go ahead and do so. Sorry to occupy eight seconds there. We are now joined by the lovely and talented Steve Wolfong. Steve, Overcast Midwest. Good morning, Daniel. Raining here in Naptown, Indianapolis, coming down I-70 through Dayton, headed towards Columbus, as is this podcast, Bucknuts Morning 5. Let's rock and roll. We have a litany of questions that you have submitted, and we will get to those after the break. First, Steve, you have a big story coming out today that a lot of Ohio State fans are going to want to read. Please let us in. Yeah, uh, 24-7 sports, um, national uh, recruiting coverage today. Uh, 10 years as a network, we dive into the top 10 best recruiting classes pound for pound, which is average ranking per commit. Uh, As in this class, we have four schools kind of challenging that mark. And that mark is the Ohio State 2017 recruiting class with an average ranking of 94.59 is the best pound for pound recruiting class in, in 24-7 sports history. Um, right now, uh, schools chasing that uh, are Ohio State, um, who has the number one class this cycle at 95.34. Uh, Clemson's at 94.55 right now, so just a touch behind. Uh, Georgia and Alabama at 94.05 and 94.03, respectively. We've only had five classes in the history uh, uh, finished with over a 94 average ranking per commit. Four classes right now are in that range. I doubt all four will finish in that range, uh, but I will say that it seems like with recruiting, six, five, six schools are really cleaning up in the top 100 right now. It's not as diversified as it was when we first started as a network. The current class Ohio State has, where do they have a chance to finally finish up in there, you think? Well, the top targets would improve their ranking uh, of, of this. When you look at, um, as I go to Bucknuts and, and pull up the, the, the targets list here, which will give you an accurate reading of what these kids are ranking. If they land JT Tui Maloa, who has a 99-9993 rating, uh, that boosts it. 9948, that bo- uh, for a Mecca that would boost the, the class rating. 9890 for JC Latham. Um, uh, let's see who else, you know, they're in it for Derek Davis and, and, and Taiwan Malone, who are 9747 and 9738, respectively. Um, so a lot of these guys that Ohio State's still courting um, would bring that average up. It's wild that, uh, you know, a guy like Jagger Burton at 9308, the number 160 player in the country, would bring the group down. We are psyched that Ohio State is in the mix. You've got another thing you've been working on that I checked out the other day, and I actually contacted you to make sure you weren't doing it all at once. 
It's an ongoing report on the quarterback dominoes. We haven't talked about Ohio State's class of 2021 quarterback commitment very much. How does Kyle McCord fit into that mix? So he was an early domino, uh, real early in the process, obviously, because he's been committed to Ohio State. Uh, um, one day Kyle McCord pulled the trigger. Uh, he pulled the trigger back in April of 2019. So he's been in the fold for over a year, obviously. So um, Ohio State, when they they were one of the original dominoes in the quarterback domino deal because they kind of had a line waiting outside the Woody of the best quarterbacks in the country that wanted to play at Ohio State or were at least very interested. I mean, Drake May, who I think who's my favorite quarterback in this class, <clears throat> was extremely interested in Ohio State. J.J. McCarthy was extremely interested in Ohio State. Caleb Williams visited for the spring game that year and had interest in Ohio State. And based on how he's making his college decision, Ohio State would be a finalist for him if they still had a spot. Um, and I want to say I'm leaving a couple guys out even, but um, Kyle McCord was a guy that Coach Yersich, Coach Yersich went out and saw all these guys throw. So he and his decision timeline was conducive to Ohio State saying, yes, we're, we're going to take you. Um, but that eliminated them from the Drake May sweepstakes. And I think they would have had a great shot at Drake May. And I also think that if, if Drake May would have chose Ohio State, he would have had a, a, a strong relationship with, with Ryan Day that would have made it tougher for him to decommit from um, – well, he obviously decommitted from Alabama and, and, and flipped to North Carolina where his dad played and his older brother played basketball. I don't know. Even talking to people around that family, I don't, I don't know if he would have uh, reopened the process that he'd been a Buckeye. Uh, but uh, Kyle McCord, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in this class, committed to Ohio State. And uh, there were a lot of guys interested in, in, in the Buckeyes early. And, and obviously easy to see why with, with Ryan Day, developing Dwayne Haskins into a first-round pick and, and the Buckeyes having one of the most potent offenses attacks in the country going into what was the beginning of this recruiting cycle. When it comes to quarterbacks, we will just trust Ryan Day. Are you going to take a quick break, come back, and bang out some of these questions? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. Andy J., we apologize for not getting to your question last week. I told you we'd get to it first. Here we go. How does Steve see quarterback recruiting working for the class of 2022? Who are the big-name guys Ohio State is after? With three young guys already on the roster, does Steve think we'll land a stud or more of a program guy that will be developed over four to five years? Well, I think that Ohio State's going to swing at the best guy that they can get each cycle. And right now, I think the top target is Quinn Ewers, our number one ranked quarterback in the 2022 class from South Lake Carroll in, in Texas. And I think Ohio State's near the top of his list. His family has a has a farm or, or, or a house near Columbus. 
with all that being said, I think Ohio State's – I don't think they're in pole position. I think Oklahoma's in pole position. Uh, but I do think Ohio State's in the thick of it. And I think that they're going to try and land a guy that can push their quarterback around. They're not going to just, you know, throw in the towel on 2022 and and uh, and, then, and then just aim big in, in 2023. Now, it may work out that Ohio State has to go out and, and, and get a guy – uh, that has a lot of upside that's extremely competitive that's maybe not as touted. I don't, I, I don't, that, that's possible. Like if you look at like, – like the guy Clemson went and got in this class after DJ Ugalele from last year, uh, Bubba Chandler, I mean he is like your perfect bridge prospect between landing a five-star and then they'll obviously try and land the top guy next year as well. I mean you talk about a guy like Bubba Chandler, he was committed to Georgia for baseball. Uh, it was a four-year varsity. He's going to be a four-year varsity starter on the, his high school program's basketball team. A scratch golfer. I mean, that's just a hell of a three-star find. I, I doubt. Go watch Bubba Chandler's film and know all this about Bubba Chandler. I doubt he finishes as a three-star for us. Um, but uh, Clemson was his first Power Five offer. Kudos to them for unearthing him or or having the balls to to go on him and take him. And after they offered, you know, Louisville. Uh, Ole Miss, Miami, we're we're all in, and yeah, I mean, you kind of if you're those programs, you're kind of thinking, man, why weren't we scrounging the the Peach State better uh, for this for this young man who had a big junior year and is obviously a great baseball player and a, just a terrific athlete in general. So if you're Ohio State, I think if you don't hit on a on a blue chip guy, you're trying to find a guy in the same mold as Bubba Chandler, not maybe necessarily with all those. I mean, not the exact same story, but just a guy who's a big-time competitor. Next question comes from Jamie Mack, 85. Steve, why does 24-7 sports have Justin Medlock, 2022 linebacker from Texas, as a three-star? The Buckeyes love him, and so does Dwayne. And Justin Medlock, that was our early eval on him from our regional analysts. I mean, he's the number eight inside linebacker uh, in, in the country early on in the 2022 cycle, so it's not like – we don't like him, um, but he's, I mean, certainly he's a young man. I mean, we're just starting to dive into 2022 first team all district as a sophomore. Um, um, his older brother played division one football. Uh, I could see him certainly being a stock up guy for us uh, as the process continues. And uh, my crystal ball is right there next to Bill Kierlix. Um, uh, so we know how state uh, loves Justin Medlock and, um, you know, we'll continue to evaluate him. Always love taking another kid out of Texas, by the way. Bring it back to Ohio. During Zach Harrison's recruitment, one of the reasons he fell in the rankings, albeit not far. This is another question from Jamie Mack, 85, by the way. Is that he was raw and in particular didn't yet show an ability to bend around the edge like Antonio Alfano, who went to Alabama, left there. I believe he went to Colorado and flamed out there too, but you can correct me in a sec here. Did you see any improvement from Zach Harrison during his freshman year? I'm not sure how many games you actually watched, Steve. So, but most importantly, does the third Bosa, Jack Sawyer, show the ability to bend around the edge already? Zach and Jack. Zach Harrison is a guy that we, I think, need to learn from. To the extent that we knew he was raw, we knew he wasn't as polished as some of the other guys. But, and I, I've said this up before on the Bucknuts Morning Five, we haven't seen. I mean, he is. He is as freakish athletically as anyone that I've been around covering recruiting in my whole career. Like, legitimately, 
he is like the word freak gets thrown around and then there's Zach Harrison. He's above freak, whatever that would be mutant. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, he just wasn't as good at football as some of his peers at 17 years old, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, how he, he, he's going to be, I, I don't, I just don't know how he's not going to get drafted in the top five. I mean, do you? Uh, and, and so he he's a guy that obviously was a five star for us, but in, in in retrospect, I mean he was insanely unique. Not just unique athletically. It was haven't seen a guy like that be that athletic. And so uh, obviously he was able to make an impact as a true freshman for Ohio State. And now they're absolutely going to be counting on him for the next two years. So we'll see how he answers the bell. But I would figure that he's going to be. I figure he's going to be one of the Big Ten's best players for the next two years and and be at the top of all these mock drafts. Um, obviously, Antonio Alfano, I mean, he was uh, you know, he was insanely good on the camp circuit and was the most dominant player at the All-America Bowl in pads. Uh, but this game of football um, isn't just about how talented you are. It's about how accountable you are, how mentally tough you are. Um, and, and uh, um, you know, we'll see how he does out at Colorado, but I think he's already been suspended from the team once out there. I, I haven't followed that story closely, so that's about as far as I can go with that there. But there's no denying that Antonio Alfano is incredibly talented as well. Uh, but, um, you know, it's also the, the – there's no more – I mean, it's the football is the ultimate team game and the ultimate accountability game. and you know, sometimes the uber-talented can't overcome that. Uh, Jack Sawyer is one of the more fun pass rushers in this class. Uh, obviously, he's a he's a twitchy, tenacious, ferocious uh, player on the perimeter as well. I just don't know if it's fair to him, and and maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm wrong, but I don't know if it's fair to him. And, and we obviously know what the Boses are in hindsight, and we and we think we have a good feel for what Zach Harrison is in hindsight. I mean, Jack Sawyer, you know, we have him ranked in a spot where we expect him to get drafted in the top five overall too. So I get, I get the, uh, I get the uh, comparisons and wanting to throw those comparisons out there, but you can get drafted in the top five and still not be the same as a top five draft pick in previous years. And so I don't, you know, I just need to, I, I just want to see Jack Sawyer live before I can start putting him in that same discussion as some of those other guys. Agree with everything you said there, and if it's touch and go, I will rely on Larry Johnson getting them to the next level. Buckeye Warrior, one of our favorites, Steve, with COVID showing oh, man. how much harder is it to rank and re-rank players? Are you going by last season's film? So we're obviously really watching a lot of film and re-watching it and comparing guys and taking data from the NFL draft and, and then using those analytics uh, in, in the process. But eventually, you know, hopefully we're so thorough that th- once we go through this round of doing that, we're going to need some, some senior year football, or I don't know what we, what more we can do. Um, but certainly you can continue to learn more about these prospects and get more opinions, talk to more high school coaches, um, find out more information about these young men intangibly. Um, and and uh, um, there, there, you can make moves right now without camps because uh, there is always there is room for a deeper dive. Um, but we're we're going to need some football this fall uh, to 
uh, or, or, or I have a feeling that our rankings here in August are going to be our final rankings. Two more questions here, and then the ones that we don't answer, Steve will go back and hit the message board thread. The staff at Oklahoma seems to think Caleb Williams has a ton of influence. Do you think Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of Gonzaga High in Washington, D.C., has enough stroke to pull J.C. Latham and Emeka Egbuka into the class with him? Well, I, I do think that Caleb Williams is a lightning rod type recruit that could persuade some peers uh, to join him. I mean, you're talking about the number one quarterback in the top 247. I, I mean, I know the question says the Oklahoma staff feels, but hell, my, my wife could easily say that, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know if it's going to, I mean, Emeka Igbuka and JC Latham are looking at schools that also have great quarterbacks in their program. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think that that's going to be the difference for those two guys. Maybe it helps with some guys in the DMV. Maybe it gives them an inch with an, uh, another target. I mean, hell, maybe it gives them an inch with J.C. Latham and Emeka Ibuka too, but it may, uh, you know, I still don't know if the inches will add up enough for them to beat everybody out just because Caleb Williams committed there. Generally speaking, I don't buy into the package deals for guys on the same high school team. I don't believe kids commit because another kid's going there. That sounds good, and we like to write about it, and it's fun to talk about on Twitter. But when it comes right down to it, those tend to be one-off family decisions. And I don't think the families of J.C. Latham and Emeka Egbuka are okay. When you're looking at Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, I mean, there's not a hole on any of those rosters, really. I guess you could say Oklahoma's defense isn't the same as the others. I get that. But, I mean, they got talented players in every position room, just like everybody else, you know? I mean, so this big boy recruiting there, strap it up. One recruit's not going to be the difference. Last question for Steve Wilfong, and then, like we said, he will hit the boards. By the way, the previous question about Caleb Williams, it was from Daddy's Kids. Great question. Mr. Wiltfong, this is from Slim Kid. Ohio State lands the aforementioned JT Tumulau and Taiwan Malone to go with Jack Sawyer, Mike Call, and Tumisi Adelaide, the three that are already committed. Will this be the best in America in defensive line recruiting since the composite started? Well, I think that um, you certainly obviously can make a case for it. But, I mean, look at the Clemson D-line class last year with Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy and Trey Williams and DeMonte Capehart. That's pretty damn special, too. I mean, I guess if you're making me give an inch, I don't even know. Like, I don't even, you know, because I would take Brian Brzee over everybody named. So it's an interesting debate and argument, and I'm not mad on which side you're standing on. But uh, I really think that Clemson D-line class last year was pretty damn good, too. We appreciate Steve dedicating the time. Once again, if you asked a question and he did not answer it, he will attack it here on the message board. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row. Bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.